0: This is More Than Work, the podcast reminding you that your self worth is made up of more than your job title. Each week, I'll talk to a guest about how they discovered that for themselves. You'll hear about what they did, what they're doing, and who they are. I'm your host, Rabia. I work in IT, perform stand up comedy, write, volunteer, and, of course, podcast. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Hey, everyone. So this week, I'm talking to Diana Indries. She's the creator of Better Topics Card Games. So thanks for being a guest, Diana. Thank you
1: so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Same, same. So first of all, where am I talking to you from?
1: Well, right now I am in Romania, which is Eastern Europe.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I have a good friend actually at work who's who's from Romania. So she's going back quite often now that you can travel. So that's cool. Yes,
1: yes. we used to do that as well because flights now are more... And more, I mean, you can get them in more cities than usual. We used to live in Sheffield, which is like three hour north from mm-hmm. London. And we actually used yeah. to have a flight literally from next door, basically from Doncaster. But even that changed lately, apparently. So <laughs> I think it was good timing to move out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, because it's like, it gets inconvenient to travel even a short distance. So first of all, let's just talk about, get it right into what is Better Topics Card card Games.
1: So, better topics in general is a concept of education through play and specifically for relationships and anything that has to do with that. Because, unlike, I don't know, math and science and all of those that we actually learn in school, unfortunately, relationships we do not learn in school. And many times we learn how to communicate, usually when it comes to work and like very, let's say, official settings. But we don't really learn how to communicate with each other personally, which Mm. really does have a, a negative impact on relationships, especially. So we have started the Better Topics, let's say brand with the Better Topics Card Game for Couples, which was launched just over two years ago and it is essentially a card game through which couples can have those important discussions in a relationship that actually help the relationship go forward and grow it and it helps the couple actually come together and understand each other a a lot better but also have fun with each other because why Mm. not have fun with your partner if you're not going to have fun with your partner then with who you know so we wanted to include both of these things because I feel that these two elements are really, really important when it comes to having a great relationship. And because I have this very strong belief that literally anyone can have a great relationship if they want to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And if they, I mean, communication is a big, big part of that. Yes.
1: Yes, it is. It is. And I mean, we've been working for it, on it actually, on on the game for quite a while. And then we all know what happened at the beginning of 2020. And we're like, okay, we're not 100% ready with this, but we definitely need to launch because we've seen so many, even of our friends that have been literally locked in, like physically locked in and stuck with each other. And they didn't even know where to start communicating. You know, like literally the world stopped and so many people just had to stop everything they were doing. They had to stop running around. They had to stop their careers. They had to stop, literally put everything, their life on pause and just sit yeah. next to their partner. And I remember my brother at the time was saying like, now many people will regret their decisions when it comes to partners. <laughs> and we are like, that is so true in a way, but also many of them don't even know where to start communicating. Mm -hmm. So, because even myself and my husband, now we consider ourselves really good communicators, mainly because our previous work, jobs, especially mine, but still we recognize the need of having set time for it. Because having very busy lifestyles and working literally every day, all day, very quickly led us to a point where we're like, okay, I don't really like it. Like the direction where this relationship is going towards because we Mm -hmm. realized very early on in our relationship that we need to focus on it if we want to grow it and because Mm -hmm. our mindset entering our relationship was that we want to make this a great one, you know, we said, okay, from literally even the dating phase of our relationship, we're like, okay, we need to set a date night. And it actually was my mm. husband who came up with this with this idea because his schedule was a lot more hectic. I mean, I w- used to have like a nine to five job. I used to work mm. in in NHS actually as a manager, and mm. uh, although it was quite stressful and intense, I still had like a nine to five type of job. You know, where I had my set hours and then my afternoons were mine, and that was it. Whereas my husband, yeah. because he was still has a lot of clients that were abroad and on US time. So he would work at Mm. very weird and random hours and he would have calls like 4 a.m. in the morning and then at 12 at midnight. And it was crazy, especially for him. But because we set our date night and we also scheduled it in both our calendars, it made it a lot easier for both of us to actually have the space for it. And whilst we Mm. were doing that, we also love board games. I mean, we have literally all the classics, you know, like Monopoly, Scrabble, we have all of these. We recently got Katan from some of our friends and, you know, all (laughs) all of these fun games. And we said, why not just, because they are fun, but that's all they are, like they're just fun and that's it. It doesn't really help a relationship per se, or maybe it does help to a certain extent, like it increases your patience, especially if you play (laughs) some of them. But it doesn't really address the main issues and the most common issues of relationships. So we started getting a lot of card games, so-called card game for couples that were out there. And we were super disappointed to find out that many of the questions that were featured in other games were one-off questions, first of all. Mm. And second of all, there wasn't any game element to play with. They were just like random one of questions printed on a piece of paper that once you ask them, you can like after that throw it away because what are you gonna do? Ask the same question again to get the same answer again? (laughs) It doesn't really make sense. And the most frustrating thing for me was that it wasn't a game. Like they called it a game, but it wasn't a game. Mm -hmm. So that was when we actually thought about inventing our own and creating it. And then we started like bouncing around ideas and you know, how it would look. What questions would it have? And we literally put in this game a lot of elements that we like from different type of board games. So we have, for example, the lock element, which is my specialty. So anything to do with dice or random lock, I win hands down against my husband every time. I don't know how it's happening. It's so weird sometimes and so funny that he's about to win, but then I win you know. at the end of it, it's so funny. So we have that because obviously it depends what type of cards you're dealt. And then we have the strategy element, which is my husband's favorite. And that mm-hmm. is where you can strategize how to use your cards because you play it in a certain way. And then we also have something that we haven't really found in any other games, which is rewards. I mean, we have added a lot of elements into the game, but we also added rewards where the winner Of the game can choose their own reward, and then the partner needs to fulfill that. And most of these rewards are either to do something for each other or together. Because alongside Mm. of encouraging couples to have those important conversations that actually help a relationship grow, we're also encouraging them to do fun things together. I mean, why not? I mean, again, if you're not gonna Mm. have fun with your partner, then (laughs) with who?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, that sounds really cool. And just, I like that the, the questions I agree, like if you ask someone something that doesn't really matter necessarily to a relationship and also that it's not going to change over time, then what's the point? Because you are, you're just playing the same exactly game over and over. exactly, And yeah, you could, it's almost like if they don't remember the answer, you could cause a fight. Because it's be like, well, weren't you listening the first five times?
1: <laughs> yes, that, that might be it. But many of those questions that we got in other card games were things like, what's your favorite ice cream? And what's your favorite color? Yeah. And I told my husband, I'm like, listen, if by this point, you don't know how much I love chocolate. We have such a serious issue that no cards can help us. Like, literally. <laughs> Yeah, but
0: yeah, if you're married, and you don't know someone's favorite color, even that's a bit weird, because you know, a lot of your friends favorite colors. At exactly, some point, they wear them, exactly. You know?
1: And even assumingly, let's say that you don't might not know the answer to those questions. It doesn't really help the relationship per se, like maybe if you want to get them a specific gift, it might impact it to a certain extent, but a lot less than what you could actually ask to improve the relationship or to discuss more important things Mm. like, for example, one of my favorite questions in better topics card game for couples is when did you need me most last week? And I wasn't there, you Mm. know? So one key element in our game is that all our questions are repeatable, first of all. So you can actually play this game regularly because the questions are the same the answers will always change because what we go through every week changes and every month and then you can always basically catch up with your partner like what were the most impactful events lately how did they impact you how can we help each other and what can we do for the future so this is one of the i think in my opinion one of the most important questions also because it gives our partners an insight into exactly how do things impact us and when is it that we actually expect them to be there and to support us through it. And the more clues like these we give them, they can understand exactly what type of situations are when we actually need more support from them. And once they discover that pattern, when another similar situation comes up, they can already be there because they can recognize that this is a type of situation where my partner needs me to be there for them so they can be there for us basically. So, and we have the sister of this question, for example, which is, when did you need more, when did you need me to give you more space last week and I wasn't, you know? So similar to the first question here as well, we, our partners and us as well for our partner, we can recognize exactly when are those key moments when our partner expects us to be there, when they expect us to give them more space and, Once we recognize those patterns, we can just do it without having to ask again and again and again, and without our partner feeling frustrated that, you know, I needed you, you weren't there, or you're Mm -hmm. too much in my face, (laughs) I need some space. So, And obviously we have some lighter questions as well, I don't want to freak out people that all of them are so deep. Some of them (laughs) do go deeper, some of them not really. We have the main game, for example, the main card game, which has a bit of like, it has questions from various topics. And then we also Mm -hmm. have five different extensions that are basically questions on specific topics. If someone wants to explore more questions about, I don't know, parenting, they can do that. About intimacy, they can do that as well. About past stories, go ahead we have an extension also we have an extension for new couples and the really fun one which one so which one of us was more likely to do one thing or another over the past mm-hmm. week or is likely to do something in the future because these were questions that we felt are actually leading to important conversations now some mm-hmm. might argue that arguments can rise from these questions and that is possible We don't encourage that, obviously. We encourage people to actually discuss things. Now, if some people don't know how to discuss and they end up in an argument, I don't know what to say. Come to me and I'll teach you how to talk to your partner. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But another key element in, in the way we structure the questions is that they are not blameful in any way we don't want to blame anyone we don't want to trigger anyone that is not our point here our point is to lead to important things to be discussed because the more we Mm -hmm. tend to sweep under the rug you know a lot of things that happened or just leave them to later and we'll deal with them at some point and we never do those tend to pile up and massive arguments tend to happen from apparently the tiniest thing but actually there were a lot of things stored there that just blew up and then you know you have to kind of, you have everything basically in, in your face so that's why we encourage couples to play the game regularly so first of all they don't let these things build up they can actually discuss it in time and actually make a plan together about okay I didn't appreciate it I don't know when you did that last week for example And then you can discuss it why, you can explain to your partner why, because many times when we understand the reason that some people do something or say something, we don't even get upset anymore. Hmm. For example, if my husband does something in the house or doesn't do, like throwing the socks around or whatever, if I explain to him why that actually annoys the hell out of me, then he understands. Or if I see him keep doing it, then we can come up with a plan. Okay, instead of you just throwing it randomly, how can I help you not to throw them randomly? And I know for some, it might seem like, I don't know, mothering our partner. But at the end of the day, why are we willing to talk nicely and find solutions in the work context when we are paid to do it? but not at home in our relationship, which supposedly is more important than our work, just because at work we're paid and at home not. So many of these elements that I've actually learned through my management training, and my husband has learned as well in his leadership and his experience as well with owning businesses, was that most things actually need to be discussed. And in a relationship, I would maybe say literally everything, because it's always better to have discussed than not discussed, if that makes sense. And then, you know, where you stand, where your partner stands, how can you support each other? What can you do to make each other's life better and easier? Because that's how a relationship actually grows when you take care of your partner and your partner takes care of you.
0: Yeah. And I think the game, what's cool is it's just introducing a way to have those conversations because it might be easier to answer a question on the card than to just raise the topic with someone kind of out of the blue and so I like that it's creating that opportunity so so basically you guys loved games you saw a a place where they weren't reflecting what you would want to play as a couple did you end up quitting a job that you were doing before to do this and kind of what was your path that that made you say this is what I want to do now versus yes This is just something on the side. Yes.
1: So it was in June 2020 that we actually launched the Better Topics card game through a Kickstarter campaign, which is like a crowdfunding type of campaign, Mm -hmm. mainly to prove it to ourselves that there is interest in the market for a game like this. I mean, obviously we loved it, but then we worked on it for almost a year by this point. So Mm -hmm. we were sort of biased towards it, but we also wanted to see if other people out there liked it. And it was fully funded, which was amazing because apparently only like less than six or 7% of the Kickstarter campaigns get fully funded. So we were really, really happy with that. But also with it came so much work that we needed a full-time person on it. So Mm -hmm. between my husband and I, I wanted to do this more basically, and because relationships is something that it's let's say a passion of mine for many years now i read oh god dozens of books on relationships i've been to courses on relationships i've talked to therapists on relationships i literally follow most of them don't have that much time lately but i used to follow literally everyone in the field because i always wanted to learn about relationships what makes a good partner how to have a great relationship and all of these because you know after years and years of bad dating experiences and some good ones mm-hmm. not to lie but mostly bad and for you know after having few failed relationships I realized that I'm not even sure how to do it because I was yeah. listening to advice from right left and center but many of that advice didn't really make sense to me or it was like advice that I wasn't willing to accept Like some people Mm -hmm. told me, oh, no, you're too smart. Men don't like smart women. And I was like, listen, I've spent literally the best side of three thirds of my life trying to be smart and make something in my life. I'm not going to dumb down myself now just for a man. Like I I don't agree with that advice. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And like other stupid advice, like, oh, no, you should be like this or you should be like that because men like this and men like that. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. So I was like, okay, but then what should I do? And I was like, I don't even know. Because unlike other things in life, relationships is not taught anywhere. I mean, it is now because there are courses online, but it's not like a mandatory subject in school. Although I think it should be because so many people go through, literally everyone goes through it at some point or another. And we tend to learn through trial and error. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, if we study a bit relationships and we are slightly educated in it, we can bypass years of heartache and bad decisions. So um, that's why I've actually decided that I should be the one quitting my job and then do this full time because this was my passion, basically, more than my husband's.
0: Cool. And how do you feel like now doing this versus when you were working in the NHS and just kind of doing the nine to five? Has like your opinion of yourself or work changed? Oh, my God.
1: So it's literally from one extreme to another, in a way. I mean, again, NHS was quite demanding as well and intense. And I, Mm -hmm. I did love that job, too, because I was seeing the people that we helped. Every time that they were coming to the hospital that we managed to put through all the pathways and all of that mm-hmm. it was amazing. And sometimes they would even call us to thank us and to let us know actually yeah. how, how big of an impact our work had on their life and their health and everything, which was amazing. And I worked very closely with very important doctors and amazing people that literally life-changing as well. So I loved that part of it. But the nine to five and very strict hours led me to a point where I was like, I want something else in my life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Also that I hit a sort of a roadblock where I realized that, so I got to a point in management where I wanted to get the very first time, you know, when I got into NHS, I worked my way up literally from the first band all the way to management level. And when I got to management, I thought that, okay, now I'll be able to change things the way I think they should be changed, especially because going through each step, I've seen so many things along the way that could be improved. But then I realized that I was very limited. My creativity was super limited. Like the only thing I had to do was take orders from above and pass them on and make sure that people, people in my team were implementing them. That was the only thing I had to do. Every time I was having creative ideas, although many people were saying that they want to improve, they actually didn't because. At the end of the day, they didn't want more work on their plate, they just want to get on with life. So seeing that literally demoralized me a lot. And then in the same time working on this creative thing like better topics, I was like, I was starving in a way for Mm -hmm. creativity. And I didn't even realize how creative of a person I am until I haven't started working fully on better topics. And it's so interesting mm. to discover that, you know, when you're 30, because most people know that, mm. you know, that they are creative when they're very young. I kind of knew, but not really, mm. because every time I was so focused on achieving my goals throughout my life and my career and everything, and I, I never allowed myself enough time to just sit and create something. So yeah. again, I did like the NHS job that I had, but I do love better topics a lot more. It's a lot more difficult than having a steady job, to be honest, because mm-hmm. um, especially if you work in NHS, it does give you a job security. You still have that job, even if, I don't know, let's say you mess up something, you will still be there to fix it. You will still have a job at the end of the month. You will still be paid at the end of the month. Whereas when you have your own business, mistakes are a lot more expensive because you pay them, you know? It's you who maybe is not making money, maybe not reaching out to enough people, and if you don't work hard enough or long enough, things don't get done, basically. Especially if you're the only one in the business, as as I am right now. So I do love it more, but it is also more stressful at the same time. I know it sounds crazy, why would you want to do something more stressful? But it's a different type of stress a more creative type of stress and you have a lot more freedom as well to do and take this whichever direction you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people I've talked to who have pivoted to entrepreneurship in different areas. I'm thinking of one in particular that was on the podcast before who founded a bicycle company, right? And that's his passion, but he said he's not working less, but it's, it's different because he's working for something he really loves. And not that he didn't love the other projects, but yeah, so I get that. Even with a podcast, like it's work, it's not, I have my day job and I have other things I do, but it's still work, but it's it's doing a different purpose. So you have a, something exciting coming up for better topics too, right? You're gonna have another Kickstarter coming. Yes,
1: so this time we have partnered up with a high school teacher from Denver, Colorado. His name is Scott Allen. And he reached out to us because he needed some help with a game that he created for his students. So as a high school teacher, he was sort of, as he call it, adopted by his students as their adopted father figure, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. So every time they had like issues, especially in dating, they would go to him for advice and everything. And because he's the type of teacher that I wish everyone would have the one that he's really passionate about teaching, about students, about educating them for life, not just for school. He quickly realized that they wouldn't really listen when he would suggest, like, articles or books or even courses on relationships and dating. So he created a game to help his students pay attention at more than one or two characteristics that someone might have. So Mm -hmm. as teenagers, I know I used to do this. I just used to look at someone and I used to like agree to date them based on very, let's say unimportant <laughs> characteristics. Like, oh, they look nice. They smile. I don't know. They made me laugh a couple of times. Okay. I'll date this guy. And then it had yeah. to, I had to go through a few dates until I realized that we're not good together or maybe even months or maybe even years. So he basically wanted to help his students pay more attention who they're dating and. Are they actually a good match? So he created this amazing game with different characteristics. And he reached out to us. Once he explained the game to us, and we realized how, when we've seen how passionate he was about it, because at the Mm. end of the day, this is what sold it to us, his passion and his drive. And the fact that he was trying to help his students with this, that just sold it for me. I was like, I wish I would have a teacher like this even now. And we've decided to partner up so we can actually... this game out there and make it playable by let's say more and more people than just a select few. So Mm -hmm. we have been working on this for the last four or five months I think right now and we've been polishing the game and restructuring it a bit and we are basically done and we have just launched it with a Kickstarter campaign because again, we want to test the market and see if people would actually like the game as it is in this format or whether we need to change it in any way. So the way the game works is quite fun. It can be played as a solitaire version, like by one person or as a group, even as a party game with a group of friends. Basically, you have all these characteristics of let's say various people that might be out there and you have in different domains as well you have like income you have like height even age groups whatever different types of categories and you have from let's say worst to best like income you have someone who's like homeless and with no money to his name and someone who is super wealthy on the other side and then you have in between as well and basically the way how the game works is that you put out two columns of characteristics and then those each column is a potential person that you could date and then you look at each Mm -hmm. and then you decide out of the two which one would you actually choose and this is really great especially for adults and young adults as well that are dating because it makes them more aware of multiple things that people um let's say have within them so yeah. there are certain good things as well. And there might be some that are considered red flags or even yellow flags. And then this yeah. other person might have different type of good things about them and different types of red flags. But then it's up to you to decide which do you personally think that you can work with. Like, let's say one mm-hmm. of them is, I don't know, um, not loyal just saying or the other one might be i don't know abusive in any way so which one would you choose now i'm not saying that in real life you definitely have to choose one or the other you can obviously say no (laughs) to both. but it makes you more aware to look in more depth when you look at a person instead of just looking at them oh they smiled or uh, if it's a guy you look at a girl and then oh she's pretty she wears a short skirt that's it i'll date her those are not criteria yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why we we want to help people and we realized working on the game more and more that the game is actually very suitable for anyone in the dating area because we've actually seen even people in their 40s 50s 60s that are dating and they weren't even sure what they were looking for mm-hmm. but by playing a game like this it it helps them realize exactly what they could accept in a relationship and what they couldn't. And it would also work very, very well for parents want to teach their teenage children how to date better. Because as a parent, you want the best for your kids and kids, although they're still kids and they still don't listen. Because I know I've been like this when I was like 15, 16. I thought we invented everything. My generation, disregarding the fact that my parents were at least 30 years on the planet before me. And they obviously have 30 <laughs> years of experience ahead of me. Yeah. Although different times, but still.
0: Cool. That's great. So as far as just work and having to work a bit harder in a different way now, is it changed like what you do outside of work to kind of relax since you, you're working on something you love, but it can also probably be a bit like overwhelming to even play your game at this point because you're always thinking about it. <laughs> So have you found ways of coping that are different than you used to-
1: The interesting thing is I didn't need to find things to cope with. Mm-hmm. If before I had to find things to cope with the stress of it all, mechanisms of how to mentally leave work at the work and then go home. Right now I have the freedom of handling any family emergency whenever it rises, mm-hmm. unless I have certain meetings or like, you know, a podcast like this. Um, but at any point if my phone rings with an emergency i can be there for our family which is one of the criteria why we actually moved back to romania to be closer to family and if i feel i just need a day off which rarely happens i just take a day off and i don't feel bad about it because i know it is for me it is and interestingly enough whenever i do take a day off uh, and i'm setting my mindset like okay today i'm not going to do any work i don't have anything urgent like i can just relax that's when most ideas come to me. And I always have a notebook mm-hmm. with me or my phone and I can write down ideas because when I'm more relaxed, then I'm like, oh, my God, I could do this. So I'm writing that down. So I could do this. Mm-hmm. Or I go and I ask my husband about certain things and then more ideas come up and then I just, um, at least I brainstorm some more new ideas. Now, the thing that some people might see it as a downside is the fact that you don't have a strict cutoff point for work unless you set it yourself yeah yeah so for example this past weekend we were away with my husband for his work and mm. although i did have some time on my own as well and i did relax as well i had a massage done i had been to a spa and everything i've also worked because i was so relaxed and you know i was like i don't really feel like watching a movie but i would just yeah. want to finish a few more tasks so Again, some people might see it as a bad thing and it might be if you're doing a work that you don't like. And I I've realized that all those people who said that if you do something you love is not even work anymore, it is like that. Because right now, even if I read a book about relationships to, to document for, let's say an article or a video that I'm about to do, I read it even for myself because I enjoy it and I love it and it doesn't seem like work and also i had to learn so so many new things which i loved i mean literally anything from video editing to article writing to what is seo and what a website should look like and all of these technical things as well i loved each bit of it because it makes me appreciate other websites and other businesses a lot more
0: yeah no that's great that's awesome and it is it is cool like even yeah just with these pursuits like Everything we do that's creative now has to somehow make it online. You know, I do stand-up comedy and I have to edit. And I just had a big, I just took a video down on YouTube because I don't know how to deal with uh, trolls yet very well. But it's even like handling just everything, like the social media, the video editing. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So one thing I like to ask every guest is, do you have any advice or mantra that you'd like to share with people?
1: One of my biggest mantras are that everyone can have a great relationship if they want to. And Mm -hmm. the second biggest one, I mean, they're both so important to me is that is to never settle for a mediocre relationship. And this is one of the best things I did in my life to date, literally. I mean, it's one of the best because not having settled in a mediocre relationship led me eventually to meet my husband, who is an amazing person. I mean, we've been married for over four years now, and our relationship is still amazing. Like, he's still my favorite person. I wake up every morning, and I can't wait to see him. You know, it's so strange. Is I don't know how to explain this. I mean, the intensity of the emotions are still the same as they were in the beginning. Yes, when you have that dating phase in the very, very beginning, when you get to know the person, there is also a bit of mystery. There is also a bit of that. And some emotions might be more intense than they are you know a few years down the line because now you know this person a lot better but still i i love him dearly and i'm so happy i've never listened to all of those people who urged me to settle down in my let's say mid 20s like i was almost i was Mm -hmm. i think i was like 28 or 29 when i met my husband And especially in my culture, if you're above 25 and you're not married, usually they think there's something wrong with you. And they're like asking, like, why are you not married? Like, why don't you just settle down? Why don't you just have kids? And I was like, why would I settle down with someone who I barely like? If I don't like a person on a first date when they should have their best foot forward, when will I Mm -hmm. like them? Oh, no, you'll get used to them. And this phrase, oh, no, you'll get used to them used to piss me off so much. I just ask them, like, why do I have to u- get used to them? Like, if I don't like them now, yeah. when they're on the best behavior, what what does that tell me about what's to come? You know, like, why yeah. why would I put myself through that? Because I told them, like, well, yeah. I don't need to settle down. You know, like, I had my job. I had my money. I even had my own house. By that time, you know, I was like, why would I need to settle? Why? I don't need to depend on anyone. Why not just choose someone that I actually love and you know like and i'm excited to be with and all of this
0: no i agree yeah
1: so this these i think are my two main mantras and the house that we moved in is just new but i am still planning to make like a big painting of them you know like a big picture and Mm. just put it everywhere in the house so every time people come to my house they can see it everywhere until they get sick of it because i tell this to everyone Mm. like if you don't love them like just don't be with them it's crazy how many people just or entering relationships just because they feel lonely or they're not good to be with themselves or just because everyone else around them tells them they should.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've been called, I had a friend who told me one day that I was too picky and I thought, <laughs> what a weird thing to say to someone because it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, so I'm too picky. So what should I compromise on? What things? Exactly. You know, exactly
1: and why and why should you lower your standards if you can offer the same you know because yeah. there is the point of yes maybe having too many expectations but you're not doing anything yourself let's say or mm-hmm. there is the healthy way where you have so much to offer as well and then obviously you will expect someone to offer as much maybe not the exact same things but the balance it out you right. know, and yeah this i used to tell my brother as well he actually will have his wedding quite soon and he's 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 37 right now you know and mm-hmm. he saw me you know meeting my husband getting married having this amazing relationship and he obviously wanted that for himself too and still although he's 37 right now till this point he never settled down and i always encourage them encouraged him against what everyone else said around us that, oh my God, you're like, you're getting older and you should settle down and have children and this and that. And when you're going to do it because you're like in your mid thirties now and this and that. And I told my brother, I'm like, do not settle down. No, do not settle down with someone you're not super convinced by that you like them, you love them and you can live your yeah. life with. I'm like, even if you're getting married at fifty at 50, it doesn't matter it's still better than wasting 20 30 years of your life with the yeah. wrong person because you're not going to be happy it's just something that you're going to get used to which again is not yeah. true happiness so i'm i'm very yeah. happy he listened and he he never settled down because at the beginning of summer he literally met this amazing woman and 3 months later he proposed and a month and a half later after that, they have their wedding. So it was worth it because when you actually meet that right person for you, everything else just falls into place. Everything else is a lot easier. And the whole relationship overall, it's a lot easier to work on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So the last set of questions I have are the fun five. Okay. So they're just a set of questions to ask everybody. So the first one, what's the oldest T-shirt you have and still wear?
1: It is a white T-shirt with a, with the pink Panther on it, leaning against the tower of Pisa, you know, from, from Italy. (laughs) And I still wear it. It's all ripped. It has holes in it. I still wear it sometimes, but it it was my dad's. And when I went to the UK 11 years ago, I took that T-shirt with me. And I still kept Mm -hmm. it all these years. And I brought it back with me as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. It sounds cool. That sounds really cool, actually. So it seemed like it was Groundhog's Day for a while, like that movie with Bill Murray, where he had the same morning every day and same song playing every day on his alarm clock. So if it was like that for you, what song would you have your alarm clock play every day?
1: I would say Perfect by Ed Sheeran. I really love that song, and it also was mm. our first dance song when, when we got married with my husband. So I still love that song, and it was so funny because when we went on our honeymoon, we had our honeymoon like three months after the wedding, and when we went on our honeymoon, when we went on a plane to sit down, that was the exact song playing, you know, whilst we were like sitting down, and it was just so funny. So I think that that yeah. song, I, I can never get tired of it.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful song. All right. Coffee or tea or neither?
1: Sometimes tea, just because I work at a desk and I don't want to munch on sweets. But I gave up coffee about five years
0: ago. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And can you think of a time that you like laughed so hard you cried or something that just cracks you up when you think about it?
1: Oh my God, so many moments. But (laughs) one that my husband just reminded me of the other night was so funny. I threw chocolate towards my brother i had this like small mm-hmm. chocolate bar there are these individually wrapped ones and i was yeah, like yeah, yeah. on one side of the room and he was like at the end of the sofa He was like three meters still there and I asked him like do you want some chocolate and he's like no i don't and i was like well you'll have it and i threw it at him like literally at him and it caught him like in his forehead and it actually <laughs> broke in two and he was like so stuck like what was that about and I just started laughing because if I would have wanted to hit him in his head, literally, I'm sure I would have not, you know, directed so <laughs> so precisely. And my husband was like yeah. in the middle and he was like, what was that? So the full scene was so, so funny. And my husband actually just reminded me of it like the other night when my brother was here visiting and we we're just laughing about it, like, it's still funny. And it happened like a few years ago, but it's still so funny. Well,
0: it's like so unintentioned and so perfect at the same exactly, time. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And the last one, who inspires you right now?
1: Right now, I think my husband, I would say. I know he sounds corny, but he is because he's so hardworking and he's, he's mm-hmm. doing so many things for so many people and he's working so hard for our family, you know, and I really, really appreciate that about him.
0: Yeah. Nice. That's cool. All right. So people want to know about better topics and... <coughs> Even about the Kickstarter, I'll put the link for the Kickstarter up, but if people want to find you or follow you, where where do you want them to go?
1: So if they want to find out more either about the Kickstarter, we have our website, which is bettertopics.com. And I am on all social medias at Better Topics, which is, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on, I don't know, everywhere, Twitter, everywhere we are at Better Topics.
0: Cool. Well, it was really nice to talk to you today. I really appreciate it, Diana. So- Thanks for being on More Than Work.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the guest and what was talked about in the show notes. Joe Mafia created the music you're listening to. You can find him on Spotify at Joe, M-A-F-F-I-A. Rob Metke does all the design, for which I am so grateful. You can find him online by searching Rob, M-E-T-K-E. Please leave a review if you like the show and get in touch if you have feedback or guest ideas. The pod is on all the social channels at at More Than Work Pod or at Robbiea Comedy on TikTok and the website is morethanworkpod.com while being kind to others don't forget to be kind to yourself